Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And oh, <laughs> welcome to Help I Sexed at Mobiles. I'm, I'm actually not too bad on that. Uh, don't, because now it looks like I'm like, I, I am actually. Uh, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and answer everyday dilemmas. <laughs> dilemmas. <laughs> like, is it rude to yawn live on TV? Mm, yeah, very. And what. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> my mum's gone mad. And what do you do if you leave your microphone at home? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen, in our usual place today? Uh, no, we're not in our usual place. Uh, I'm more Ritz Hotel, whereas Jordan's more Ritz Biscuits. Uh, <laughs> and thank you to Harriet, our g Diva, for sending that one in. Very fitting for two reasons, because William is currently broadcasting to us from his fancy hotel in Monaco, the Hotel de Paris. Paris, yeah. Paris, what room number? Uh, Well, I mean, this will go out whilst I'm still in that room number, so um, 428. Oh, is it? No. Not even close. Uh, And I felt like I've had a week of living off biscuits, so yeah. (laughs) How are you? Do you know what? I feel so much better for being here. Because last week was just, I was tired. I was, I just felt last week I had a bit of a week and I thought what would be better than checking myself into some five-star luxury just to, just to recenter myself and get ready for the week ahead. So here mm. I am. Yeah. How was your week? Yeah, quiet. Quite yeah. really? Yeah, been up so much? Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen that, keeping busy. Good. Yeah. You know your hands. Can you show us your hands, please? The, the, they don't look... <gasps> oh, my God. Look at the calluses. It's the blisters that are the worst. Yeah. Does that make anything else difficult? <laughs> like getting dressed? Um, last week, I've, I've said this a few times, my hands were so, like, 
clawed over and saw. I woke up in the middle of the night. I couldn't get the bottle top off a bottle in the hotel. So I had to use my mouth to open it. Oh. Yeah. Well, look, well done. On behalf of your Sex is My Boss community, well done. We were very proud of you. Uh, thank you. I, and look, it, it, we all, it's, been a, it's, it's been a challenging week, but I just want to say, and there's, there's not enough hours or minutes on this podcast recording uh, to say that thank you to everybody that donated and all the love and support, especially from the g and Divas as well. I, I've seen your messages on Instagram and Twitter, and I wish I could reply to them all. But honestly, genuinely, thank you. And thank you for your donation as well, William. Well, it's a pleasure. It's, I mean, you raised such a fantastic total for, for Comic Relief, and it was nice to know that 85% of that was my donation. So... Um... It's a joke. Um, no, but you, you raised so much. I love Ben's Ben's little joke last week said, I went, that was really, really nice of William's donation that he gave. And Ben went, yeah, but he, he'll just claim it through his tax. I mean, what a bitch. I mean, he's right, but yes. Was it Ben that said that? Was it Ben that said that? It sounds quite funny, so it probably wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Um, I can't, I can't see Ben today. Why, yeah. Ben, why can't we see you on the Zoom? Normally we see your reaction. Thank you. Oh, he's taking his hat off. Uh, but for today, we are recording remotely. Uh, it's like the old times. I'm, I'm currently in my flat. William's in a fancy hotel. Mikey's got the shit, so if you see him... <laughs> <in the back. laughs> I don't think he's got those yet. <laughs> um, but Sorry, yes. Jim Davis. Running through me like a freight train, this French food. I'm just going to nip to the toilet. It's not French, it's Monégas. Is it Monégas? That's what you say for people of Monaco. Or, you know, of Monaco. It's just a bit of an upmarket Benidorm. That's all it is. Do you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but literally everywhere I have walked around in Monaco, I have thought of you and Ben and our trip here, and I've gone, oh, there was that place where we did this, or oh, that's where that happened, or oh, that's where that went in, that sort of thing. I've, I've thought of you. And before I forget, if there's any listeners that have never heard our Monica episodes, basically Ben and I went to Monaco with William and we recorded some special episodes. I, 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 I urge you to listen to them because I think it's some of the best best stuff we've done, isn't it? Does that sound braggy? No, it doesn't. I, and it was just, and uh, you know, we did, we said this before, we hope that later on this year, uh, or maybe start of next year, we'll, we'll be able to sort of go out and about and experience the, the great world that we have. Obviously, COVID slightly sort of put a kibosh on all of that, but um, as it did for, for everybody. But uh, yeah, they were very, very funny episodes, as were when I went to Burnley for Ying and Yang. What series was that? Series two, series three? Three, I think. Can't, can't quite remember. Um, should we do a toast? I'd like, I'd like to propose a toast. Yes. Um, I'd like to propose a toast to rowing home oh, and to comic relief. To rowing home and to comic relief. And you can still donate, just for those that maybe haven't yet donated. Thank you. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexedmyboss.com or you can tweet... Us or send us a message on Instagram at sextedmyboss. Or you can write to William, he promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address for that is on the website, and that is sextedmyboss.com. Lovely. So, um, would you do it again? Uh, no. How I'm feeling right now, no. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing as well. And how I'm feeling now, um, I'm just... I'm absolutely shattered. So, um, no... But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. I did. Well, there I was on Saturday watching the football on TV and it cuts away to you and I see you. Okay, 
First of all, like, you weren't watching the football on Saturday. <laughs> no, so, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> you caught there's me. There's a clip online. Uh, I, I was... I was very luckily, and can I just say as well, this was a big moment for me and my family, and thank you to everyone at Burnley Football Club. The chairman invited me and my family into the chairman's lounge, and there was like a good few of us, there was like 15, 16 of us, which meant a lot, and the chairman let us sit at his table. We had a nice meal before the match, and we sat in the really nice like area that the directors sit. And What did you eat? What was the food? I went for the chicken. Nice. I didn't have a dessert. Um, and before you start saying, have I changed and stuff, you, when a chairman from a football club invites you into the, the lounge, you can't say no. And I didn't know at the time, but during a break in play, the cameras panned to me in the stand and I did a big yawn. Mm. And naturally... Without, without your hand in front of sorry, your mouth is the, is the critical... We'll talk about that in a yeah. sec, because is it rude to yawn? Um, and naturally, it's all over the internet. People go, I'd be yawning if I'd watching that shite or... <laughs> Ball place, ball place, turf more and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, it had just been a long week and, my God, did we put a few drinks away on Friday night after the challenge. Oh, really? What, what, was, your, what was your first uh, drink? A of Guinness. Yeah, and I, we, we, I can't remember getting to bed. I just remember my dad getting me out of bed on Saturday morning. <laughs> I'd be like, Jod, Jod. And he, he, bless him, he went into town, got me a McDonald's, got me a shirt because I forgot to pack a shirt for the... And he's like, come on, come on. And I was, yeah. Uh, so I was... But my God, did we have a knees up on Friday night. Katie Fisselton was meant to go home and stayed in Burnley till like two in the morning. At one point, I was on someone's shoulders. They were throwing me up in the air and they all thought I was screaming with joy, but I was screaming in agony. <laughs> you know, like... You know, like is it at a bar mitzvah where they put people up on the shoulders and stuff? Yes, yes. Well, they're normally on a ch- they're normally on a chair. Oh, I wasn't yes, on a chair. Raised, but they were yeah. like, throw me up in air, and I'm like, ah! And they're all going, <laughs> and I'm like, no! oh, he's loving I'm, it. He's I'm loving like, it. Back! Put me down, back! My dad's like, push him up, and I'm like, no, I'm in bits. Oh, so your dad was there? Yeah, my dad flew back from the Middle East oh, as well. Yes. Everyone was there. It, it meant it meant the world to me that my whole family was there, my loved ones, my nearest and dearest. That's lovely. So yeah. And to be great, I didn't realise that. Did you realise that your mother was was going to be there at the finish line? Uh, no, I knew they were going to be there, but I didn't know she was going to help me across the line, which was. Uh, it's it's been the most emotional week of my life. I've I've been up and down, and honestly, I can't thank people enough for donating. We never thought we'd raise that much, but yeah, um, I am never ever getting in a rowing boat ever again. <laughs> um, and there was really yeah, can't be tempted. Maybe, but not on feeling like that. And there's lots of highs, like I've talked about this. Um, people opening their cafes for us and making us cups of tea and hot soup and the old lady that gave me a hundred pound check and stuff and there was there was so many highs many many lows but so many highs what was the worst bit uh the canals i mean i mean that was sort of all five days (laughs) Uh, actually thursday morning it was freezing we'd we'd got to liverpool and it was like that sideways northern rain i call it that northern sideways rain you know like what you used to get in manchester yeah it's vaguely absolutely soaks you to the bone and i just did not want to get in the boat on thursday uh so that was but there's many highs did you when when ben and i did our bonus episode on friday we were talking about what sort of animals you did a bonus episode on friday yeah oh god to help raise money for comic relief oh 
I mean, yeah, I heard it. It was great. Nice yeah. one, boys. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, did you see any rats? Um, no, I can't say I did. Lots of birds and ducks. Lots of very territorial swans. Really? Mm. Mm. They're probably not used to Radio One presenters swimming up their canal. No, rowing. Um, also. Oh yeah, rowing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How something I, water-based? I can't believe I didn't fall in as well. Well, we said we said this. Um, I said it would have been more interesting for Ben and my purposes for talking about it if you'd like, you know, fallen in or something. And then we were convinced you might fall in on the last day. But you, at no point, you wobbled. Oh, oh, like three or four really, really close shaves. Mm. But yeah, um, I just because I just managed to keep. You just never let go of your oar. That's what us rowers say. Never let go of your oar. We rowers. We rowers. Don't be a no. Yeah. Just let me have my, just let me have my moment <laughs> today, please, mate. So okay, sorry. And also, sorry if anyone's listening to this and I sound a bit knackered and downbeat. It's just, um, um. <laughs> it's very tiring having lunch at the chairman's table. It takes it out of you. So yeah. Um, but thank you. There was another thing I wanted to say about Are the it, seats but... better in the chairman's area. Yeah. Are and they it, sort of padded? Yeah. And they give you a little blanket, but I, I refuse to have a blanket. I thought, oh, I can't a little seen. blanket. And they've got little heated seats as well. You press a little button and it heats your seat. Oh my gosh. But it's I didn't wonderful. Use that. I didn't use that. I've had a change. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? There was another thing. Oh, canal folk. Canal boats. Canal folk. Yeah. Yeah. Met a lot of them on, on my travels. And I want to go on a canal boat holiday just to try it. Because after this week, I was like, why would anybody want to go on a canal boat? But I've spoke to loads of people and like, it's actually really fun. So I, I, <laughs> I was wondering if we could maybe do an episode of us on a canal boat weekend. Uh, yes. I mean, we can, we can look There's into it. There's actually yes. a canal boat in Paddington where we set off in Little Venice where there's a podcast canal boat where you can record podcasts. So I was wondering if we could go on that. Of course there is. <laughs> the so world we live in. Because obviously I'm on these canals and I'm rowing and it's peeing it down rain. I'm seeing all these canal folk sticking their heads out the window like, who are, keep going, my son. They're and, all from Bristol. And I were like, why would anyone want to do this? But Because obviously I was going through pain. So I wanted, wanted like live on a canal boat for a week, see what it's like. Okay, well, it's it's an idea. Mm. It's, it's certainly something I would love to see you pissing in a bucket on a canal boat That would make my life Yeah, you see, it's just not going to happen Having a sit-down wee in a bucket on a canal boat And throwing it out at window I mean, how many Gene Divas would love to see that? Producer Ben, would you love to see that? Why do you want to see me wee? What a weird, no, weird thing to say No, just the thought of you pissing in a bucket on a, pe- on a canal boat My only knowledge of canals is Rosie and Jim Hmm I don't know the full thing from that because I, I, I was singing it on the canal. It's going Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, having it off in the biscuit tin. What's no, the that's actual... not how it went. <laughs> and I just remember no. singing like that's from what all the lads used to sing at school. So I don't actually know the proper theme tune. What is it? Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, chugging along on the old something boat. Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, and. Oh no, and John who steers the boat or something. I I'm Rosie and I'm Jim. I'm Jim. And then there was a duck on top. Quack. Quack. <laughs> Quack. The good old days. Yeah, that's how we find the theme tune. Write the theme tune, find the theme tune. Hang on. I'm going to ask you about Monica. Oh, produ- producer Ben very helpfully is typing in the lyrics. It says Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim. Oh, here, chugging along in the old rag dole. That's it. Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim. <laughs> Jim. Sounds like Tots TV. Rosie! Jim! 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 Rosie! Jim
they're sh- looking at them now. <laughs> they're freaky, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to meet them on a dark night. That doesn't make you feel wholesome. I feel so wholesome. It's lovely, but what happened to John? It was John who steers the boat. Did they push him into the canal? Did he fall overboard? What the hell's... It was John who steers the boat. Who's Neil? Maybe they got someone cheaper halfway through. Yeah, probably. Mm. Do you think John John moved over to GB News or something? Maybe, yeah. Probably got signed up to Went to join Global. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ben, get that on TikTok. That video will do well. Um, Yeah, anyway... Monaco. So tell me about Monaco. Yes. What have you been doing? What have you been eating? Have you been? Have, did you see the woman that we seen that couldn't speak because she was so botoxed up? Do you remember? Hi, I can't because I said so much botox. I'm smiling right now, but I'm just botoxed off my tits. I haven't seen that woman, but that's probably because that I have turned into that woman. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> I now am that person. But I'm going to show you an object now, Jordan, that's going to bring back some memories. Oh, okay. You ready? Oh! So, William is holding up a clothes brush that you use to brush down your coat and and your clothes. Uh, And when I went to Monaco, William walked past me in the mirror in the bathroom and I was combing my hair. And he went, darling, that's a clothes brush. (laughs) (laughs) And if if you have a look at the picture of that night of my hair in that restaurant I look I look like a Lego man my hair looks awful I also actually and I'm using it to prop up this laptop oh oh you found the kinky box so what's in there the kinky sex box um caressing feather oh rose petal set vibrating ring titillating massage oil Condoms and lubricant in satin pouch, a vibrating bullet, and a single dose of excitement gel for women. Well, it actually says for woman. Maybe that's plural. I don't know. The wo- single dose is, is singular, but woman is plural. But there we go. It's it's that sort of thing. No dressing gown belts. No dressing up, but there are nice robes. <laughs> oh, um, how is Mikey, by the way? <laughs> I've also thought of you every time I've sat on the loo. And I mean that in a nice way. Why? Because it was one of those Japanese lavatories, wasn't it, that you you seem to enjoy? Oh, yeah. So they basically, the toilets in Monaco are that posh. That, um, you press a little button. And it washes your bum for you. It's amazing. Yeah, and then you press another button and it dries your bottom. And it goes, like, it don't, it don't miss, it gets right up there. 
<laughs> I, I you can pr- change it. I know. I pressed mine. I because I was a beginner. I didn't realize, so I went full throttle and pressed like full power, and it came out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little stream, I like that. Oh. Yes, very much like in the evening. <laughs> oh. oh dear! Do they put a little How pillar funny. on? Do they put a little pillar on your chocolate? Sorry, do they put a little chocolate on your pillow? <laughs> no, we don't have chocolates, but we did get Lampreary skin caviar, which is like a, a nighttime thing for your face. Caviar for your skin? No, well, it's not really caviar. They call it. It's a branding thing, but yeah, they gave us that. It's very nice, actually. It's made made everything go quite tight. Um, but the... <laughs> I'm not saying anything. On I'm... my face. <laughs> How is Mikey? It's <laughs> <laughs> so up. disgusting. Um, but no, it's no, it's fun. And, and we, last night we had dinner in the same restaurant where the three of us had dinner, so that was very nice. Um, we had a very similar menu. So I, I've been thinking a lot about the two of you. Uh, I've also passed the bus stop where I said goodbye to producer Ben for him to go back to the airport where he then stayed for longer than we were whilst we had a nice time in Monaco and he arrived home later once we had got home, even though our flight was six hours after his. It was, it was you know, it's full of memories. I bet. Anyway, shall we crash on? Yes, let's crash on. Jordan, it's time for your Jolly Joke of the Week. And look what's finally happened, thanks to Stephen Willis, who has, who wrote the original Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Wingle. He's pimped it up, and it now has its very own cha-cha-cha. Here's the jingle. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. Oh, marvellous. That's so much That's so much better. Thank you very much, Stephen. They told me I'd never be good at poetry because of my dyslexia. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Hello. Sorry to interrupt your usual podcast listening, but I've got some important news to share. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and if you don't already know, I'm now a fully-fledged podcaster. My show is called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. From the 7th to the 11th of March, to celebrate International Women's Day, I'm talking to inspiring women about the issues that affect them and other women around the world. And I would like to say to all the women who have experienced this, like, please don't feel like you're alone, please don't feel like you're the only one this has happened to, and please don't ever blame yourself. We just need to allow women to flourish in all their diversity and let them tell their own stories and define their own issues. And if they want your help, get alongside it. And if they don't, get out of the way. You do not need a Prince Charming to save you. You are more than capable of saving yourself. Subscribe to Your Sincerely on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or search for Jess Phillips wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy my podcast soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, G Divas, welcome back. They told me I'd never be good at poetry because I'm dyslexic. But today, I've made three jugs of ours, and they're lovely. Oh, yeah, okay, I get it, sorry. <laughs> Poetry, pottery, for those that still are struggling to get it. Right, okay. Three weeks ago, I sent my hearing aid in for repairs. I've heard nothing since. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, lovely. Um, well, Gene Divas, look, we're going to get on to your uh, questions. And remember, if you have anything you want to send us, all the information is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. Here is our first piece of correspondence from Paula. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, firstly, let me thank you for being fantastic company throughout lockdowns and my maternity leave, oh, a time in which you. any mother will tell you is starved of adult conversation and a fully functioning brain. Secondly, thank you for introducing me to the D. It's now my go-to tipple, and probably that of your child's if you were drinking it during maternity leave. <laughs> um, I'm writing to you as my husband and I are relocating from London to Yorkshire to be closer to my family. I'm Irish and love my accent and my husband is from up north, so I won't comment on his. My question is, how can I prevent our two wonderful children from developing a full-on Yorkshire accent and acquiring the awful vocabulary which often accompanies living in Leeds? Doubt, Bob, Aop, etc. William may have more of an opinion here. I'm sure shaping Mikey took time. The little flower pot. Kindest regards, Paula. Well, Paula, I would say it's just sort of, it's Downton Abbey and Jane Austen on repeat, that sort of thing. You just need to sort of all radio, well, not even Radio 4 now, you can count on for RP, but sort of put, put, or just put the podcast on, really, and just sort of edit out Jordan. Um, Abby, I think you're going to just have to uh, have to accept the inevitable, but your child, with you being Irish and him being Northern, will have this little weird accent anyway, because you pick it up from your mum. And dad, first of all, and the people around you. But yeah, they're definitely going to have northern accents, Yorkshire accents. Um, you're, you're our king of impressions. Can you can you attempt an Irish Yorkshire accent? Irish pub. Irish. Guinness, please, and a party tap this for me, dad. I don't. I don't know actually. <laughs> I do know this. I, obviously, I've just got back from Burnley, and I. 
I hear it. Have you become more Burnley? Yeah, definitely. And I hear it more now when I go away. So my little nephew coming into the room on Sunday morning, his little face right in my face as in bed, shattered. He went, are you coming downstairs to watch telly? <laughs> I <I'm> like, <laughs> and I went to him, I went, no, go and put telly on and I'll be down in a minute. And I, I just, little little things. I said last night, I said something as well. I was like, oh God, you can tell I've been back home. So just embrace it. It's going to have a great, and kids with a Northern accent are the cutest little kids, little toddlers. Mm. Yeah, they are. My little nephews go, mummy, mummy, can I have a drink, mummy? And they're just like, it's so cute. Did they, uh, did they bring out their Pokemon cards that you got them? Yeah, he showed me them. They were all over the bedroom, yeah. Gosh, well, they're so rich now, of course. <laughs> went, we're so rich. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I've thinking done, of that video. I've, I've made a massive mistake as well. I got I'm a bit old TT because they're coming to stay with me in a few weeks. And I've seen online some offers and I've bought them some Nerf guns. And I'm going to regret um, that, aren't I? You are going to regret, regret that. Yes. yes. As I've said before, a Nerf is a Nerf. <laughs> but I, just embrace it that your kid's going to have a little northern accent. That's sweet. I, I just think you, you you also want to counterbalance it and put on some sort of quality RP examples. How come you don't have a Bristol accent? Well, no, you see, it's funny you say that. I apparently, when I was three or four, um, and there is a recording somewhere I'll on VHS, it. where I'm, I don't really have a Bristol accent, but I go up at the end of my sentence. And Bristolians and Australians go up at the end of their sentence. How do you mean? Um, sort of... So they ask everything with an upward inflection, like it's a question. Like, uh, hang on, I'll try and get into Bristol. Uh, I'm going to go down Asdol. For example, that's upward, rather than, I'm going to go down Asdol, which is right. what most of us would do. We go down. Whereas Australians and Bristolians go up. And apparently I was starting to go up at the end of my sentences. So I remember Granny, every time I'd go up, would go, go down, very dramatically with her hand, down, at the end of the sentence. And here comes a uh, impression, G and D, that's <laughs> borderline offensive. <laughs> Granny, please don't speak like a Bristolian. <sighs> I can imagine her having a go at you. Yeah, she, well, in, in, in the nicest possible way. She, she had opinions. What was the thing she always told you off for as a kid? Like, what manners? What would she always... I, well, I, because I was the eldest grandchild, I was fairly perfect. <laughs> like, only... Well, I'm, I mean, I'm perfect anyway because I was the eldest grandchild, but also perfect because, well, I am perfect, basically. I, do you know so what? I was... I, I didn't really get told off very much. I was saying this weekend that you've said to me once, I was a gorgeous child, I was beautiful. And honestly, if you see pictures of William when he was a baby, he was angelic, wasn't you? I was. I did look like I sort of I could have been a catalogue child. I'm sure we could find some photos of me and we can we can share them. Oh, is that him? Sorry. No, I thought it... No, I thought it was. Don't mind me! My little flower pot, both ends here! This French food! Ooh. Monogas! What? Monogas! Having... Trouble with my guts here. Uh, I've got an arse like top of a brown sauce bottle. Too far, oh, Mikey. Oh, right. Yes. Too far, Mikey. Uh, shall we go on to our next piece of correspondence? <laughs> this is from Tom. Oh, my word. Look at this. <laughs> Do you like that one, Ben? <laughs> 
Now look at this next one from Tom. This is this is ridiculous. Dear producer Ben, Jordan, Diego, Cat, Mikey, and William. I'm at the end. <laughs> okay. Cat, Diego, and Mikey, although they are referred to on this podcast, you know, they're not part of this. It's Dear William and Jordan. And if you want to annoy us, it's brackets, producer Ben. But preferably just Dear William and Jordan. But Tom will still read your letter. I was out in a small group for a beverage or two, please just say drink, on Saturday, and across the bar we noticed that a stranger still had a tag attached to her dress. We debated amongst ourselves for a while, including whether or not she knew and was planning to take it back, but couldn't decide what to do. Thankfully, someone else got there first and let her know, subtly, I would add, when her date had left the table. But we're still not sure whether it's the right thing to do. So, should you tell a stranger that they've left their tag on their dress? Many thanks and keep up the great work, Tom. Tom, uh, I don't care what William's going to say here, but yeah, definitely. And it's usually better if you get a girl to go over. So there's another girl and just say, I love you. Your tag's hanging out. Because my mum did that once in Weatherspoons and the woman was really grateful. So yeah, just say your tag's hanging out. And I've, I've left my tag hanging out before and a mate's told me and stuff. So When you say you saw someone in Burnley with a tag on, can we just clarify, was, it, was this a tag from clothes? It was a tag from clothes. Right. Yeah. Nothing else. No. No. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say anything to a stranger. I mean, I do, I do kind of like your approach, Jordan, with the, the get another woman to do it. It's like a woman thing. That sounds terribly sexist and backwards. But hey, if you're in Burnley, that's fine. No, but I if, meant like if, if a guy went over, it'd be a bit embarrassing for it. It might he be He was weird. with a girl, just say, go over and say to her, but don't make don't make a big thing of it. Or if she went to the toilets, get another girl to follow her in. Just say, I, uh, oh, by the way, your tag's sticking out. On, on this point, I slightly, there's something that happened this week or last week that I think in hindsight was a bit weird of me to say okay. to, a, to a mature woman. I was at a technical talk for a production in London. I forget the production. And if they pay him, he'll be there. Before the, before the talk started, a couple of us needed to use the loo. And we were in the grand circle of the theatre. And the lady in front of me said to the sort of the hostess, where are the lavatories? And she said, oh, I'm really sorry, but the ladies' lavatories are down two flights of stairs. And then I said, and where are the men's loos? And she went, oh, they're literally just behind us here. So both the mature lady and I started to walk out. And I said, I turned to her and I said, if you'd like to use these loos, I don't mind. But what, of course, I meant was, I won't go into the gentleman's loos. I will stay outside, not I will be in there at the same time. And she sort of went... Uh, no, it's fine. And scurried on down. I thought, I think that was weird for me to say that. Yeah, but that, I was trying to be you. nice. That was weird. But also, why would you offer to let her use the gentleman's? Like, a, a lady Because didn't want to use... there was nobody there. There were like, at that point, there were 10 of us there. No, there was no one in the gentleman's loose. to use the gentleman's. Well, there's a cubicle. Yeah. But it was clean. No, there were... Piss all over toilet seat. I don't yes, even but want this to use was the, the theatre that just the opened. Time. They would have been clean. Oh, God, no. And I actually, this week, I had, a, I had a wee in a lady's toilet just because it was the only one that was open. And ladies' toilets are so much better. Mm. Yeah, uh, they are. They are so, like, they've got little baskets with little perfume and sprucey bits up and stuff. Sprucey bits up? Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. Whoa. Uh, but I do just want to, uh, just on Tom's point, it was correct. I do like the fact, and hopefully all the G&D know this, if you're ever pointing anything out to someone, whether they're a stranger or a friend, do it privately, discreetly, away from others. I've said that a thousand times, but it's still a number one rule. 
Uh, now we move on to another problem from Maria. So let's see how we solve a problem from Maria. One for the gays. Uh, dear William and Jordan, and I suppose PB. After listening to you both discuss Jordan's issues of compartmentalising groups of friends, I believe I have the same issue, but have never been confronted about it before. I'm currently organising a lunch for my bridesmaids to meet ahead of my wedding next year. My maid of honour is a friend I met from my first job, and my two other bridesmaids are from school, one who I have known since I was four years old. I want to know any tips on how to cope with the anxiety and stress of bringing two groups of friends together, even though I know there should be no issues in them getting along. The kindest of regards, Maria. Well, do you know what, Maria? It's a really good time in this letter because for the first time on Friday after the rowing challenge, I mentioned the road. Um, I did you? For the first time ever, I've never had like a twenty-first or an eighteenth or, or or anything like that. I've never had a party, so I had all my friends there, all my family all my colleagues, all my loved ones, and they were all in the same room. And if I'm honest... Well, not, not all your colleagues and not all your friends, well, we just want to point sorry, out. Sorry, you guys weren't there. And if I'm honest, I was a bit nervous the day before, but I had too really? much going on. And I was like, oh, God. You're still here? You've survived? Still you burst and, into flames? And do you know what, Maria? It, it wasn't as bad as what I thought, and everybody got along, and you've just got to leave them to it. Katie Fisselton, my colleague from Radio 1, was, like, doing shots with our Emma. I had Sam... Speaking to my grandma's best mate, Pauline. I had my brother's friends there. I had my dad and my sister-in-law's family there. Like it was loads of different, and it was it was yeah. It, it really wasn't as bad as what I thought. It's more you worrying, but uh, that's one thing I'm trying to do less. I can't even say it. What is it? Part, compartmentalize. Compartment. Do you think I can't compartmentalize? Don't you? <laughs> Yes, and and actually, talking of your friend Sam, lovely Sam, the other the other week when you had him over, he messaged me afterwards going, "Oh, why didn't you come out for a drink with us? Why?" Did, and I and I said, "It's because I wasn't invited because Jordan compartmentalizes <laughs> because you will have gone." <laughs> Sam's coming, so I need just to see Sam. William yeah. is William. I'll see William on with William do, or with William related people. I do. I'm and not was, offended. It was weird as well because then I had like we had Greg there, Greg and Vic from work. And all my work colleagues there. And I was just like, it's fine. It's fine. And everyone loved it. So, yeah. Um, but it's the same, you know, I mean, we've got this with the wedding. Uh, or dinner parties, when, when you came over and you met Joe and Luke. If, the, if you have got, if you are, if everyone is nice and they're nice people, they will get on with each other. You sort of just have to go, you're all adults, off you go. It's, it's, it is nerve-wracking, though. As some, yeah. We're very different yeah. in certain ways, and that's me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all entitled to our own little quirks. Um, okay, final letter. This is from an anonymous Pilates teacher. Dear William and Jordan, I have a moral and professional dilemma. I was hoping you could help with. I'm a new Pilates teacher and used to be in a wheelchair. Yay for personal growth. And don't know what to do when a client farts in a class. The inner Jordan in me wants to burst out laughing, and it's hard to suppress the giggles. Yet the professional in me doesn't know whether to address it or ignore it. Especially when it comes from an older lady, and it's a proper ripper that everybody in class has clearly heard. The room dissolves into a bunch of giggling school kids trying to suppress their laughter. I'd like to hear both of your opinions, as I'm sure this won't be the first and last time it happens. Thanks, anonymous Pilates teacher. I had some very rigorous physio this week. And all I'm going to say is we just pretended it didn't happen. 
I think pretending it didn't happen is Pretend- the. You've just got to put. You've just got to pretend it didn't happen. And when, because I recently said this as well, even as a thirty-two-year-old man, any man, any boy, normal boy, still finds farts funny, no matter what age. Ben, I, my mate got me to pull his finger. Sam, Sam, was on my settee and made me pull his finger, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so. In many farts. ways, I'm probably grateful that you don't introduce me with Sam anymore. Farts are probably one of the funniest things on earth to a boy. They are. But if you're going to laugh at a fart, you've just got to take yourself off to think of something really sad. I would think of my grandma's funeral if I'd need to laugh in a sad place. Isn't she still alive? No, my other one. Oh, I see. So I just think, because you just can't, like, when you... Because I know what it's like when you try not to laugh, especially if someone trumps... Why are farts so funny? But they're not funny. I, and I also think, I think the key with anonymous <laughs> pillow... <laughs> this is pathetic. I think They're so funny. <laughs> anonymous, um, you're finding it funny at the moment, and you, you say that you're a new Pilates teacher. I think, for any other Pilates or yoga teachers listening, give it a year when you're sort of... And literally every day there's a fart. It'll become old hat. You'll stop finding it sort of the, the sensation new. And you you probably will almost... A bit like when you live near a noisy road, you eventually tune out the ambulances and the car noise. <laughs> I think it's sort of going to be like that. <laughs> you're so... I mean, it's. I do quite like the fact that we have ended with a fart letter when I'm sitting here in Monaco. Oh, this is perfect. So basically, something happened in Monaco that we weren't allowed to mention for ages. And in a nutshell, um, William trumped in front of me and Ben. I didn't. It, and I think it was possibly this room because I've had a go. And over there, I even had to show Mikey which floorboard it was that it was squeaky. It was. You got up. And it's just <laughs> over there. <laughs> but what was so funny about it is he got up from the chair because obviously you were going to try and go to the bathroom to do it. He got up to the chair. And tried to chump, uh, and then you just kind of, <laughs> instead of going back to the bathroom, you sat back down and went, "Sorry about that." <laughs> but do you think? Do you think in ten years' time I'll still find farts funny, or is that just sadly? Yes. When you're doing your phone in on Radio Lancashire, are farts funny? <laughs> Put lanks in front of your message. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't. They've been great with me this week, Radio Lancashire. I know. No, there's nothing, great. nothing wrong with them. Um, now, look, bef- thank you very much for all your dilemmas, Gene Divas. Remember, help at selectedmyboss.com, or you can write to me. The letter is on the website. Um, Jordan, comic relief for you might be sort of basically over, uh, but for us as a podcast, we are doing something for comic relief, aren't we? Are we? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, was, I was about to go into one of my... You never tell me old rants, but yeah. Um, I thought I'd missed an email. Yeah, that'll be good on Sunday. Make sure you're listening. We've got a special episode for you. Yes, we can't tell you much about it, uh, but on Sunday there is a special episode, and I'm talking about my very favourite subject, the subject that I love more than anything else, and that's all we'll say. I'm known world over as a specialist on this subject. Uh, before we go, a gentle reminder that if you want to help with something, then you can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. You can tweet us or send a message on Instagram at sextedmyboss, or you can write to this man here, William Hansen, who promises a handwritten reply on his own lettered paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Today's episode of Help I Sexed My Boss was produced by producer Ben and was edited by Jump Cup Jack and was executive produced by... I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts at the moment and they all say that at the end and I'm like, why don't we do that? It's a bit like the end of Sesame Street. Well, Sesame Street used to go, today's episode of Sesame Street was brought to you by the letter P. Oh, okay. Um, J. 
Cheers. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> why, why is that still there? Um, I don't know. I mean, we're like I'm on literally Ron Burgundy. If there's something on the script, I'll just read it. Um, say bye. It'll be nice to see you in the studio for our weekend release. See you then. Goodbye. Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.